Welcome to Dragon Talk, everybody! Woo! Very exciting. Happy New Year! Woo! It's a double Happy New Year. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we did that for the last year. Happy, uh, you know what, every, every uh, January. Every one Every in January, episode in January say. is still kind of Happy New Year. It's true. It's true for all of our friends across <gasps> the world. Yes. This is the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am Greg Tito, and I have my friend Shelly Mazanoble. Hi. Hi. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. It's a fun day today. It is a fun day today. I, I am I'm excited about our interview coming up. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great oh, one. Oh, I'm excited that my kid has walked in here. Hi, Quinn. Oh, my oh, God. You're very creepy in that voice. In that. His little Pennywise face. He does his Pennywise thing whenever he sees me. I don't want to wonder why. He just, um, oh, he's getting a, a FaceTime notification. And there's now going to be like seven kids screaming, um, playing Fortnite. So that's huh. fun. That's how you do. Mm. on this here podcast. Yeah, so we have a wonderful guest, Josh Fagundis. You might know him online as Anoriand. Um, and he is a fantastic uh, soul, I would say. He's a theater Aww. person. He's a voice actor. Kindred he's a player spirit. of games. Uh, what, what did you say? Kindred spirit. A kindred spirit, yes. Yeah. We, we bring him uh, into the TRPG. Well, we didn't bring him in, but it's very nice to just, you know, speak to him about all the fun projects he's doing. So you'll yep. get that interview soon. Uh, we also have a fantastic new, well, I guess not new, but a, a, a return to the D&D team uh, in Bree Heist. We could talk to her and all of her art direction amazingness. Yes, for insight check. For insight check coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, anything you want to say before we jump to that? I'm just really excited. New year and, you know, just ex- excited for all that, uh, the, the dragon talk talking that we have <laughs> coming up. We do the have a lot of, of good, exciting guests that we'll be, be getting to talk to um, soon. And so, it's a new year and a new you. It's a new year. It's a kind of a new me. Yeah. A yeah, more there's a new ringtone on your phone. Sorry about that. That's FaceTime. <laughs> That's the Fortnite crew calling. It's very loud. <laughs> they want me to play, you guys. Oh my gosh, you got to play? Oh, yeah. Build build some things and maybe maybe do some dances? Yeah. That's That's your favorite part of the, the of emotes. Fortnite, right? They're emotes, Greg. Sorry. Yeah. I do dances only. It's a, it's a dance off. Is that like OnlyFans? Dances <laughs> only? <laughs> It is exactly <laughs> like that. That's the way I play Fortnite. I, is I'd pay only. for that. I'd pay for that. <laughs> I'm a very good dancer. <laughs> Not necessarily a skillful dancer, but I, I, I got entertainment. I, I got some skills. You got some moves. You got, got some, some emotes. Emotes to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that means we should take all the celerity that we're spreading here and uh, uh, and bring it to our friend Bree. So let's do a little insight check. Okay. Oh god. And welcome to another segment of Insight Check. I am Greg, and Shelly is here too. But we also have a very exciting guest, Bree Heiss. Hi, Bree. Yay! Hello. Yay. 
agree. We have a live studio audience. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, I they clap a lot. Um, yeah. I like that. That's excellent. <laughs> since Hello. quarantine, it makes us feel like we're there's you know there's people here. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I think this might be the first time I've seen you since that time, which is crazy to me. Maybe that is a, a little bananas. It is bananas. Uh, you are an art director. Uh, you've been an art I, director at Wizards for for I, 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 when did you how start? Long? Yeah. Goodness first gracious! Question. So I started at Wizards in 2013. Um, nice. What is time? <laughs> no, time um, is hard. Nine years. Nine years in May. Uh, and I've been an art director for about five years of that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, first, yeah. Yeah. First on magic and then some, I like to think of them, the try and make them happen, crazy projects. Um, and then on to magic and, and now on to D&D. Yay. Yay! We were so excited to find out that you were coming to D and D because it always felt like, let's be honest, like you were an extension of the D and D team because everybody <laughs> loves you and you <laughs> seem to love everybody there, and you were always Which, like in our area hanging out. Oh, I do loiter a bit. That's true. Which is um, <laughs> I I do feel a bit like it's a homecoming. I remember yield a long time ago we did a podcast uh, about when fifth edition came out because I got to work on that with Kate and Emmy and Jeremy and Chris and James and Mike and everybody. Um, so it's a it's a, a homecoming. D and D's always felt like family. Oh, that. that's why I, was so I cried. <laughs> cried. You cried my face off. Yeah, I cried my face off in the interviews, and um, <laughs> when I got the job, like I, it was like an ugly cry. That's a in the passionate. interviews because you yeah. were so passionate, or because they were so yeah. mean. They were so <laughs> mean. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, Emmy, spill the brutal. tea. Brutal. That brutal. Emmy brutal. and her hard hitting questions. Um, no, I was just so happy i was happy to see everybody because it was during pandemic time and and then that was lovely yeah <laughs> um because we're so siloed uh when we're at home a bit yeah uh but then i got to see everybody and talk about the possibility of of being on the dnd team and uh, getting to explore that avenue and i was just very passionately jazzed and when that happens it's like oh face <laughs> yeah, just let it flow. Oh, I kind of wish I was in that interview. I would have cried along with you, and Greg too. Greg, Greg, you like to? Yeah, would we put on some show tunes, and I would just start crying immediately. Yeah. <gasps> That's yeah. so sweet. What? What? What's your your What's your history with D and D? So my history with the the dungeons and or the dragons. Um, <laughs> I started playing uh, in 3.5 and uh, made an overpowered character, uh, as you do in 3.5. The Book of Nine Swords is so good for min-maxing. And it's very good. Um, and, and then I played 4th edition and then went back to 3. And then um, obviously super heavily involved and um, almost say a little biased about how much I enjoy <laughs> fifth edition. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I have, I have loved D and D for m- many a decade. That's awesome. What's your favorite? Also character? math rocks. Who doesn't like collecting math rocks? 
anything mm. lit. <laughs> Shiny. Um, I just rolled an 11 on my inside check. So everything I think <gasps> is, is on the up and up so far. I rolled a one. So Uh-oh. whatever you say, whatever you say, I believe it. Such power. <laughs> just, I will do what you say. Uh, 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 yeah, what were you going to ask, Greg? Characters? Well, I was going to ask what your favorite character yeah. was through all that time. Like, what's the one that you kind of associate with the most? So I I found over my course of playing D&D characters that I cannot play someone who is not me on some level because yeah. it just makes me so uncomfortable. Um, so, uh, my, one of my first characters, her name was Shasta McNasty and she was a cleric as you would, you know, get yeah. by that name. That's very self-explanatory, that name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have a penchant for playing, uh, clerics. And oh. so, um, I actually got to play, I, I'm sorry, I didn't get to continue it, but I got to play a character where, and I like to think that I'm a genius. It's a really good idea. I strung together all of the clerics I've ever played into like, uh, these are my past lives oh, and I'm on my oh, way to God, Godhood Ascension. These are all the clerics that I've been. And um, I got to play with Will Ansel and he let me phase in and out of those different characters. So I got to role play as That's- different versions of myself. And it was so cool. <laughs> That's that is genius. That I is genius. Love that idea. Wait, hold I on. love the idea. Yep, genius. Okay, I checked out. Of having <laughs> this be a thing, you can have all of your. It doesn't have to even you know be the same class or race. All of your characters could be your past lives, obviously, and yeah. just the idea of dipping in because sometimes like. You do miss playing one of those characters, but maybe not for like a whole campaign. But like, yeah. like Kevin, my Minotaur that I only got to play for like ten minutes because they killed him off so early, and like I don't know. I always think like what what could have been for Kevin and I. What was Kevin's potential? You can clearly not her. crossing bridges because he died falling off of one. He's but never going to cross a bridge again. <laughs> Well, that, I, yeah, like that could be like a cool flaw. I love how that idea, Brie, too, just like f- feeds into the whole multiverse idea, too, that's in a lot of other media right now. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah right? And even in, in Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, uh, yes. James Wyatt put that in, how dragons are I, these they, multiversal like echoes. beings. Yeah, these, so, are your, these characters are your echoes on different... Oh, my gosh. Trashy oh my. McNasty is, uh, is a dragon, I think. <laughs> no, what was it? Did you call her Trashy, trashy McNasty? <laughs> that's her sister. That was me trying to roll... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, does she have an evil twin sister? <laughs> yes, she uh, does now. She does not. Um, <laughs> however, in the campaign I played with Will, I did have a uh, sort of, I'll say, differently opposed sister that I called Maureen. And Maureen and I, <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, we, we fought a lot. Oh, Maureen, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it Maureen McNasty? No, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Different no, surname. Uh, oh, because yeah. <laughs> I love different I, family. <laughs> I can't keep track of which of your echoes we're talking well, about. Well, the McNasties of the Sword Coast are a storied family. <laughs> <Nasty. laughs> I love naming characters. Me too. Uh, like super, super absurd. Um, That's great. Uh, I think my all-time favorite. 
I want to say favorite name is Swizzle M. Sticks. Uh, <laughs> he goes by Swizz the Wiz. And he's oh, kind of got nice. the 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 dude vibe, which yeah. is I, I quite enjoy playing it. Hey man, all right, okay. Yeah. Swizz got you. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I like the name <laughs> Swizzle. That's a good one. So, uh, if you were to commission a uh, portrait of uh, Shasta McNasty. Oh, how yeah. would you how, would you combine your worlds of art direction and 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 D and D play here? That is that is a power I have yet to flex. Uh, mm. Thank you for that idea. I like to I like to sketch and and doodle my characters, but um, or or make minis of them. But if I were to to commit, oh, that feels so powerful. <laughs> you know all of the it, artists. I know I have the express privilege of having um, a, a breadth of knowledge about fantasy artists. And like, oh, I like your style. And this, yes, please. <laughs> I'm so excited. You have no idea. I'm like, who can I get to commission this? This is going to be excellent. Like a whole lineage, right? Just like a, if you imagine um, the the most recent version, her name is Tasha and, and Shasta and sort of like a boop, 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 boop oh, as yeah. it, it fades in opacity. Yeah. From, oh. from one to, from past to current. Oh, I love that. Is there Good like idea. one, one trait that they all, a physical trait that they all share? Oh, not a physical trait. Uh, I think it's just mostly because I'm playing, but they're usually chaotic sassy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're all real mouthy. That's an official uh, uh, alignment, like as far as I'm You're concerned. a mouthy cleric. <laughs> I'm curious, what is it about the cleric that is so appealing to you? Is it part of your, your nature? Uh, so one of my, my one of the questions that, that people ask you when they get to know you is, if you could choose any superpower, what would you choose? And I always, always choose the power to heal any oh. physical or mental ailment. Like, that is... In my mind, the best thing I could, oh, this is where I get choked up. Like the best no, thing I, I can do with a superpower. And like, I, I am a, a caregiver in my, in my heart of hearts. And I, I do love to, uh, love to stomp because clerics in fifth edition, they stomp, they stomp with some magic and, and they tank. And I, yeah. I love a min max, but also it like, it feels good to me to play, to play a cleric. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I I, think, oh, I feel like I'm such a shameful person. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about you, Shelly. No, like you, like that was like I that was beautiful, and I'm like, oh. is it weird that I've never even thought about healing as like my super? I'm just like, I want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to control minds. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad thing. That's a bad superpower. Oh, <laughs> you're so good. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm super not. Oh. Well, I also enjoy playing. Your fantasy like, self is. Oh, aren't we all though? Like better than we are, right? I well, I was going to make the, anal- the the comparison that like maybe this is wrong about how you approach art direction, but like I think a caregiver and a and a, and a facilitator kind of is what that role is all about, right? You're. Yeah. You're trying sure. to make the creativity around you soar, right? And that's a little bit of of, of what uh, draws you to that that those cleric characters, right? For sure. Um, I always like to think of it. Lisa Hansen, when I worked with her on Magic, she said this: "Our job as art directors are is learning how to speak different languages. It's our job to communicate 
creative ideas to a breadth of different people. And that involves getting to know those people, paying attention to how they communicate and what they need out of, out of that communication in order to do their best job. And for me, the, the best, best part of uh, any, any art thing I do is that collaboration piece. And in order to collaborate effectively, you have to care about people. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah. I, I've never been an art director, but I've been a stage manager in, in mm-hmm. my former life. And there is a personality type around stage managers that is the exact same idea, right? Like it is, it's not, I'm not the creator. I'm not the person who's making the show happen, but you're the one who's the communication hub between people who have different languages, right? Actors don't necessarily talk to lighting designers very well, right? And, and it's, yeah. you know, it's about being that conduit and that's what art direction is. I never heard that before, but that sounds really awesome. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, as an art director, I get to be a connective tissue between the artists who make things, but also the game designers and and then the design graphic designers. There's always this like design. What are you talking about? Game designer, graphic designer. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> between that and then leadership, and you have to do some. Um, I'll say more bureaucratic things than art things, yeah. and um, you have to work with with all kinds of people and. And yeah, compassion goes a long way. Jeez, especially now, especially now. Especially now with all the online yeah. communication that's happening. You also yeah. worked on, I just remember, you worked on uh, our a lot of the Wizards of the Coast mission statement stuff, right? Yeah. Which was our, a lot our, about Our handbook, yeah. too. Didn't you do the, the employee handbook? <laughs> I did, along with a lot of uh, other really <laughs> gifted people. We got to meet minds and, and, and make something that I personally am very proud of and believe in. But yeah, I was very fortunate to to work on and, and shape some of those ideas and, and definitely the book that it came in, which um, is modeled after a, a role-playing book, which we yep. <laughs> want to make. Which, one or which, two, which, you know? which we know a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, it's a treasured item for sure. I think people really do latch on to those ideas of, you know, never split yeah. the party and, and, and all those things that kind of are the identity. But I'm, I I think, well, I'm just going to say, you know, you, you use that through uh the communication that you were just talking about to kind of get because it's hard to do bureaucratically i've tried to come up with mission statements in the past and it's it's like what are we about and it doesn't it, it's so hard and i think uh you and the rest of that team just did a fantastic job of distilling uh what everybody loves about working at wizards so kudos oh, thank you that means so much that we i forget sometimes because you know, we're this close to to the building and and we're surrounded by incredibly talented people um, who just have uh, insane abilities across the board. Yeah, I was lucky to to be like, I know you're really good at words. Can you come help me say this thing, please? (laughs) And I know you're excellent at this, uh, you know, illustration. Can you you maybe, can you maybe draw this? (laughs) That's why you're good at your job. <laughs> what, Thank you. Now you haven't. When did you come to the D and D team? Because it doesn't hasn't been that long, right? It has not been that long. No, I just started in August, actually. So yeah, anything that you worked on has has it come out or been announced? Or are you are you just like no future? no? I'm in the secret times. You're I'm in the secret times. I believe they call it the the black hole, lovingly, wizard's black hole, between the the time that you're working on things, which is exponentially ahead of mm-hmm. where real life is, 
um, and then when things start to come out, yeah. And soon, but I'm jazzed. Soon, 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 we will cross the event horizon mm. and <laughs> we'll rip out our eyes or something like that happens in that movie. Um, because uh, it's so good. Because it's so good. I know, right? I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, well, that's awesome. I'm, let me do one more final. All right, I rolled a natural twenty. So that means, that means that everything that me and Shelly have said about how awesome you are is very true. I rolled an 18. Do you have any idea how uncomfortable I am with compliments? Oh, My cheeks oh. are so... <laughs> well, I you're going to have to get comma. used to that because once people do get uh, to see the work of you, you're going to get a lot more. And speaking of, may I show you something? You still have it! <laughs> still have it? I love this. I'm holding a beautiful cement planter that I bought from Brie at the Wizards Craft Fair. Like what, like five years ago? Wow. I don't, I don't know when that you were making them. I, I think I there. even like bought some as gifts and gave them away because I love them so much. That's still like like- one of it's one of my favorite things. I still have. <laughs> that feels really good. And Thank honestly, you. I didn't. It like go find it before the interview. <laughs> I happened to just like look down. I'm like. Oh my God, we made this. But There's yeah, a little it, bit of it's, always, with you. it's always right there on my desk. A little bit of Shasty and Nasty in there. Yeah. I'm never going to, I should not have told you that. Shasta? What's up, Shasta McNasty? I'm going to go drink a Shasta right now. Oh, good play. <laughs> That's a, you know, underrated soda, really. It really is. Yeah. It's, Can you still find it? RC those? Cola is pretty good too. <laughs> It's tab. tab. Oh, still like tab. Yeah. tab. I was thinking about tab the other day because it's in Scrooged. Uh, Bill Murray yeah. has like oh, a. Oh, yeah, we watched. <laughs> it's yes. like a tab. They don't even make that anymore. It's amazing. With good reason. Right. I'm say. Right. They yeah. got the Coke Zeros for that now. Mm. Well, it's been amazing being able to chat with you. It feels like a little bit like you just came to go visit the, uh, you know, the Wizards area, the uh, the D&D area back when we had an office. Remember that? Yeah. Is it because I was really loud and disrupted your work? No, it Is was like a breath of sun, like a, like a ray of sunshine came to our area when you were <laughs> oh, with I laughed a lot word. at that And sunshine. now you'll just always be there when we go back to the office. Uh, oh. In, uh, I think we're even oh. sitting near each other. We right? are. Weren't we? Shelly. Yep. Yeah. I just got so excited. <laughs> At the thought of going back to the office. <laughs> well, no, I believe seeing it. your face there. I'll be there. We'll be there. Very yeah. excited. Thank you so much, Bree, for everything that you do. And uh, I'm so glad we got to embarrass you with compliments on this yeah. inside Yeah, yeah. More My of cheeks that have feelings about that. <laughs> Do you are you on your the onlines? Are you uh you wanna let people know how to follow you or or what? Oh um I'm more like an internet like content stalker, but um okay. I am on Instagram uh at designerd five thousand. Because <laughs> I, I like a I like a portmanteau. Um but I, you can just Google, Google Brie Heiss and find me on Facebook. <laughs> no, I don't do social media well. I'm at, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not good at that. Oh, I already follow you on the Twitter, so I have, uh, I, I see everything that you ever post. Which is nothing. Which is nothing. There's <laughs> like three in the last 10 years. <laughs> don't share my shame with the world. <laughs> well, that's what we do. We build you up and then we tear you down here at the end. <laughs> uh, joke's on you. I have no shame. Uh, we will gift you some shame. 
Thank you so much. You're the best. And <laughs> in 2025, when we get back in the office, we'll we'll give all hugs and we'll be excited. It'll be amazing. Yay. Thanks, Bree. Bye. Bye, Bree. Aubrey. Wait, no, Aubrey. her name's not Aubrey. No, but it's Aubrey. Like a <laughs> spring breeze. Ooh, I like that. You like that? Yeah, it's a cool wind. And I like Brie. I'm really glad that she's back on our team. Me too. Uh, she was a delight when we were in the office to be able to come by and lighten the mood no matter where uh, we were mentally. Yep. Just a positive person. Yeah. And a very talented art director. So good news all around. The best. So yep. cool. Yep. Uh, speaking of talents, I think we should get to uh, our talented interview guest and Josh. Let's, let's uh, introduce his brand of amazingness to everybody here on Dragon Talk. Okay. Let us welcome Josh Fagundes, also known as Anoriand, to Dragon Talk. All How's right. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? Very excited to find out about your D&D character and <laughs> the story behind this okay. name. We were do- talking about it a little bit beforehand and we were like yes. we we're like wait, hold on. We're just we got to save this. In. Right, right, right. It's so, podcast in. gold. Yes. So the first time I ever played D&D was in the 3rd grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I had mentioned, you know, in high before when we were talking before we started that I moved in high school from Massachusetts to Florida. Uh, but in while I was living in Massachusetts as a kid, like I moved around a couple times, but where I spent the most time, like I moved in the third grade and made two really good friends there. Another kid who also happened to be named Josh, fun enough. Oh. Uh, you know, me and him, we hit it off and he was like, hey, you want to come hang out? We became friends. Cool. Yeah, we could play Dungeons and Dragons together. And I'm like, what is this? I, I'm first generation immigrant in America, like born in America, but like first generation born in America, didn't hang out with a lot of other nerdy people and moved so much. Like I didn't know what this thing was. And so he introduced me and we're talking D and D basic, the old rules, cyclopedia, the big old dragon on the front, Thacko, all that good stuff. Uh, So I don't think Thacko was good stuff. I'll have to say it wasn't good stuff at all. It wasn't (laughs) for the, for the, for the listeners who don't know in the rules, there were quote, seven classes, Fighter, thief, magic user, um, cleric, elf, dwarf, and halfling. <laughs> they were classes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were basically just variant fighters. Uh, so, <laughs> like, the elf was like a fighter mage, but it's the whole thing. Um, but, you know, we had to come up, you know, they had their, they already had an established party. It was him, the other friend I had made, uh, Josh's brother, Ben, and then one of, who was a year older than him, and one of Ben's friends, and they had all played together uh, already. And so they had these cool names. They had, like, Hector, the, <laughs> Hector Graves, the cleric. And then they had, there was Idokea, the fighter, which I first heard that, I'm like, Idokea, that's such a cool name. And so I'm coming up with my character, and I'm like, and I just started making noises with my mouth, and I'm like, Anor-y. 
and. <laughs> and I wrote it down and I ran with it. Here's the best part about it, though. What I ended up finding out, Idokea had a brother, I don't wanna. Oh my God. <laughs> Idokea, as in, it was just, I don't care, mushed into a name. Uh, and I was like, wait, so I did all this work <laughs> <laughs> of coming up with something cool. For that, yeah. There's but all, all these years later. So now that's been my there. go-to name of Anorian. And I came up with the last name, Anorian Dorino, but I never really used the last name. I just Anorian Dorino. And actually, now that sounds like, yeah, like someone who lives down the street. It sounds like something, yeah. I, I like to think. But it's, yeah. It's more like a model of car, perhaps. It's very, you know. The Anorian, the, the 2021 Anorian Dorino. Um, <laughs> available, <laughs> available in hybrid model. <laughs> XLT. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With optional lift I am impressed. Lift I'm impressed. Third grade. My son is in third grade. Um, and he always names characters like Bob. Or like he doesn't, like, you like went okay. for it. You were like, well, you understood the assignment. And thank you. you. Apparently it runs in the fam. So I, I mentioned I have two kids, seven and eight years old. So recently I, I was like, you know what? I've got the stuff. I know how to DM. Let me teach them about it. So I, you know, and I tweeted about it to a couple, and I was like, hey, let me share y'all some of the adventures. Uh, and they created theirs. So my sons are named Gideon and Joel. And their their heroes are Gijimu the Brave <laughs> and Jolomo the Beast. Oh, I like it. Yes. Jolomo, so, I like Jolomo. that. Yeah, so it's good stuff. Again, they came up with their name. So I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe it just runs in the family. I don't know. So it's a naming bug. Did they <laughs> add the like the beast and Yes, the, no, that was, was all them. That, in fact, it's not even the beast. Technically, it's the beast because he wrote it on his sheet with the yeah. But yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm not exactly gonna tell him no. It can't be like you can do whatever you want, and then be like, except no. Yeah. Nope, no, I gotta get at that point. I'm all in. I'm like, sure, Cholomo dub beast. So your style of DMing is yes, Anoriand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think, like you it know, is I spelled don't... A N D. Yeah, I can't even lie. Yes, that's well done. <laughs> Listen, I'm a dad. I'm all for those kinds of jokes. That's what I'm here. One hundred percent. Absolutely. What class? Uh, what or you know what? Uh, what type of character was Anoriand? Because. Uh, uh, okay, so originally I was eyeballing the elf because I'm like, oh, I can fight and use swords and I can use magic and da-da-da. But I didn't, like, there was stat minimums you had to roll. And he went by the book of instead of rolling and then deciding which stat goes that where, we rolled them in order. So I couldn't do that. And so based mm. on looking at my stats, I could have just, I was like, you know what? The thief has some cool stuff. That's, you know, I can do like lock picking and sneaking and all types of cool stuff too. I'm going to do that. And so I became uh, the party thief, which it's, you know, to this day, um, outside of like a brief stint where I was really into like the Ranger of third edition. And really then it was just because like two weapon fighting. I, I kind of like thief and rogue characters where I like the idea of, you know, being a more of a dexterous damage dealer, a specialist, and then having things I can do outside of stabbing. Mm. I want to be able to pick locks or do things because you know it's. I there's nothing against 
you know, meat grinder campaigns, if you will, nothing against like just constant people who want to get into it for just, I want to make a character and just fight things and cool. Go for it. That's your thing. I tend to lean more on the RP side of things. And I like coming up with crafty ideas and different ways of doing stuff. So I like having more of a tool set available to me that I can like justify through mm-hmm. RP purposes. That makes sense. Yeah. And it all started with that initial uh, character, right? Right. So if it wasn't for I don't care, (laughs) if it wasn't for the words I don't Uh, care, never would have come from it. So before that, before this other Joshua invited you to play Dungeons and Dragons, had you heard of the game or was it was just like, those are two words I am into? Completely. I'm like, exactly. I'm cool with Dungeons. I'm cool with Dragons. I play like, Like, it's not like I didn't know what an RPG was. Like, not even tabletop sense, but, like, RPG video games. I played plenty of them. I'm a gamer. I've been since I was a kid. And, like, my first ever brush with mechanically, like, role-playing games was Final Fantasy on the NES, but I barely messed with it. I was young. I didn't fully understand it. Like, I got it enough that I tried it, and it was like, okay, this is kind of fun, but I couldn't get to beat it or whatever. Then I got a little older, and into about the same area of age. And the two games that really hit me there were uh, Super Mario RPG and Final Fantasy IV. Well, IV in, at the time, it was on a Super Nintendo cartridge, Final Fantasy II. But, um, you know, they came out, both of them, for me, I played around the same time. I'm like, oh my God, I love these. You know, I was a little older, so I could get the mechanics a little better. It was a little less obtuse, a little more user-friendly. And the story and everything, boom, just clicked. So, and, you know, I told him, told him, I was like, yeah, I'm a, these are the type of games I play. And that's where he was like, you should come play Dungeons and Dragons with us. It's like an RPG. It's even cool. You know, it's even cool. There's so much more you can do. So in my head, I'm picturing like, okay, this is going to be some type of video game or something. I don't Mm. know. And then when I got there and he's like, this is what it is. At first I was like, all right. But then he explained like you, it's, it's like telling a story and it's all this stuff. And I just instantly, I was like, well, that sounds like it could be really fun. Yeah. And then I had my first session and you took know, off from there. Yeah. That's great. How long did you play with that group? Oh, uh, geez. Our, the last session we ever did uh, was in the seventh grade? Seventh grade. So you played for the And then we ended up going to, to different, yeah, we ended up going to different schools around that point so we still kept in contact but because we weren't seeing each other as regularly like we just kind of moved forward but yeah somewhere around the seventh grade was our last day we played for a couple of years though of going through different adventures and different things uh good bit of you know um kind of making it up as we go for some of it because <laughs> we were kids yeah because that is fun. very early especially for being uh you know uh not perhaps the most user-friendly addition to jump oh, into yeah. Um, I imagine there was a lot of house rules and a lot of just like, this is how you play it, right? Yeah, because it'd be like, you know, I want to go and I want to like get behind him and like grab him by the arms so someone else can hit him because, you know, that sounds like a heroic thing. There's no, we don't, there's no grappling rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how things work. It's like, how are we going to do this? Okay, I'm going to roll to attack. And if it works, uh, instead of dealing damage, I'm going to make it so the next person gets to hit him for sure. And get a critical hit. I don't know. We're just going to go with that. I like uh, it. That's know, good. Whatever. We had fun with it. But it kind of worked because now, you know, as I DM, given that was my starting point, 
And then I've also like picked up a couple of non D and D systems along the way as I grew up and learned about a couple of them. It kind of made me very flexible to where like now when I play or whatever, I'm the first to kind of jokes aside with it being yes, Anori and I'm very much so a <laughs> yes. And like, you want to do like, I want to do this. Let's go. Right. Like, let's do it. I'll figure, I will figure it out when I get there. And that's the uh, game design chops that you learn from from playing so young, as well as video games and all these other things that you can just be like, all right, well, we'll just, right. we'll kind of house rule as you go. I mean, grappling <laughs> was part of that as well, where they, they try to come up with good rules for that in third edition, and then uh, most people house ruled the heck out of that. There were rules. Yeah. Legally. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. There were rules. Um, I remember that being, did, Shelly, were you part of the marketing of fourth edition around uh, grappling? Because I remember there being an official video from yes! Dungeons oh Dragons. Oh my God, I know the exact video you That mentioned. was like, here's Where, how grappling works. And it was supposed no. to be so it was easy. Like, for, it went back to the original. It was like, I want to grab it. You can't. And then they eventually got to third edition. It was like, okay, roll this. Okay, we're going <laughs> to compare. They, they were making a whole joke. And then they got to fourth edition. That was like, roll. Okay, you grab. It was done. I remember, I remember that exact video. It was a selling point for me at the time. It wow. Really, no, I didn't. I think I was working on the, the novels at the time. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, you would have been great in that video, Shelley. I know. I'm sure I would have. <laughs> I probably gave them the idea, and then they just ran with it. <laughs> in a meeting, <laughs> just down down it somewhere and <laughs> yeah. pushed it over and was yeah, like, okay, I got to Just like an off-the-cuff idea. Like, yeah, grab one. <laughs> I was all about it. Yeah. So you, uh, uh, you started playing on Twitch recently. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Okay, so I um so in April twelfth, twenty first. Yeah, 12th? I got to double check the exact date. Uh, <laughs> it will be my three year anniversary of streaming on Twitch, gaming, wow. and such. Okay, um, kind of just you know because I had said you know I want to start doing some stuff. Uh, I started doing some let's plays on YouTube and whatnot. Uh, and it was fun doing pre-recorded content, but then a buddy of mine was like, you know, hey, you should go on Twitch. You're funny. You're good. You might work. And I was like, all right, sure, whatever. <laughs> so I popped on there. <laughs> and at first it was kind of just no one and, you know, talk to some people and then one or two people would go in. And now, you know, I'm not some massive Twitch superstar by any means. Don't misunderstand me. But now, you know, now I'll get 20, 30 people viewing whatever, which is fun. Just it's the, while I'm not opposed to the idea of like, doing it on YouTube or whatever, the people talking to you just makes it fun. Cause I kind of just play whatever I do old stuff. I do new stuff, a lot of platformers, a lot of RPGs. Uh, and a lot of it is just me like coming up with ways to make it fun. Mm. So sometimes it's like a game I'm very, very used to. And it's, Hey, I want to show you all this game. And as a way of doing it, like I'm going to show you essentially you know, how good I am, so to speak. So something like I'm a huge fan of the Mega Man games. So I've played Mega Man X, X2, X3, X4, all on stream. Um, I speed run Mega Man X4 with zero. I can beat it in about an hour and five, hundred nice. percent. Get all the items, get all the extra capsules, everything. Um, I do a lot of, I've done all the Mar dang near every Mario that's 2D, like original Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, Mario World, Yoshi's Island, what have you. Um, and then sometimes I'll do something like that's a little bit more kind of just, hey, I want to try this. So a new game comes out, like Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. 
playing that opening weekend and we're playing this all on stream. We're experiencing it together, having fun, things like that. And then I can sometimes get wacky Um, (laughs) right now actively. So I've done it once already in base form and I'm going through it again to make it even harder. A couple of years ago, there's an old PS1 RPG I was a big fan of that I like, or that I ended up getting to play fully for the first time on stream called Parasite Eve. Um, I remember people talking about that. Yeah, basically it's like you play uh, a cop in New York and like all these monsters start showing up. It came out the same time as Final Fantasies by Square. It was just kind of more of a niche thing. The whole thing is you, it's an RPG where you, you know, you can use guns of all different varieties and things like that. However, you also get like a police, a club, like a police baton. So I'm like, hey, what if I beat the whole game with just the club? (laughs) And so I did. I did that like a year ago. Wow. And then as soon as I, and when I did, I was actually raising money for, uh, for the bail fund. And we ended up getting uh, the bail foundation, excuse me, uh, bail project. The word would not come to me. Bail (laughs) project. That's the word. I know how to talk. Summon word. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) We ended up raising over $1,200 during the run. It was great. I'm excited. The moment I finish it, someone says, now do the Chrysler building, which is like a post-game dungeon that opens up in New Game Plus. Oh. So no. You to go all the way through it all over again. Uh. And they kept coming at me about this for a year. Oh. So finally, I'm like, you know what? Fine. I went, but I didn't have my old file because I had to uh, upgrade my hard drive. And I ended up losing that in the process of backing up. So this last month, I went through it all again with the club went into new game plus so i could do it but come to find out because i didn't know before you start back at level one and i'm like no i'm going in at the minimum level since it opens right away and i'm dealing no damage like folks i gotta get back to the end game at least level wise and then we're gonna tackle that so i'm doing that off stream but by tuesday or so like that's where we're hopping into and that's gonna be a couple streams of uh, fun? I love that. that I mean, we, we focus so much on the TRPG scene of, of streaming, but the video game side of stuff is fascinating to me because it is like, okay, how do I program my content based on what I'm playing at the time as well as, how, you know, how to get to this certain point in the games and all that stuff? It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's just one of those things where it's like, I, you can find most anything. So a lot of it is me being like, hey, What's something wacky I can do? Right, right. And, you know, and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but we're going to have some fun and make some jokes along the way. Yeah. That's uh, good advice yeah. for any type of gaming activity, especially uh, D&D, right? Oh, yeah. That's, listen, the number one thing, and I mean, enough people have said it to death, but when you're playing with other people, the number one thing is, are we having fun? Yeah. Cool. Are we not? What do we got to fix to do that? That's about it. I'm not... Hmm. Gonna get super hung up on the rules. I'm not gonna get to what what do we need to get from point A to point B? And point B is fun. And you yeah. know, um is that how you do when you're playing with your kids? Yes. Yeah. So granted, 
the the storylines I give to my kids are a little different than I would give to an adult. Um, so their first thing they did where they were at some kingdom and they got summoned to be part of a tournament and they were part of the tournament and the tournament had all different phases. So, you know, there was jousting and also there was archery and also there was a hot dog eating contest. And also there was a dance <laughs> Amazing. Off. Because, dance you know, off. you got to have a dance off, obviously. And you can LARP that. You can't. I did. I was like, I want to have a, we're gonna have a dance off. I'm not having you roll for it. Dance. Come on. Uh, I have a character too. I'll dance with you. All right. Come on. Let's do this. And obviously I didn't win the dance off. Uh, I had to be objective. I had to, you know, but that's, it's, it's fine. You just, you know, you adapt, but the whole thing is like when I see them, let interested, like they started as soon as I brought in the hot dog eating contest and the dance off, they were cracking right up and it actually brought them in. Whereas obviously I might not do the same with, you know, adults, but uh, recently there is another, if I, 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 I'm the type who will like shout out anyone I work with in any scenario. I hope that's cool. Um, shout them out. There's another great creator in the space. She's wonderful. D&D Jordan Lee. Um, she does uh, games for change every mm. So often where it's just it's a weekend or a week or whatever it'll be as far as the time frame, you know, a couple of days of setting up some charity games where she's trying to raise money uh, for color of change. And I got to be a part of it in October, October. Uh, I couldn't remember uh, November. One of those time is a weird yep. Once the pandemic started, time no longer seemed to matter to me. So it's a Mobius I'm, strip of life right now you got it <laughs> so uh but i got to dm a game for that and in it i was like hey um you know i asked my players there was a couple of them my best friend actually uh persephiroth aka persephone valentine she was in it um critical bard was going to be in it then had a last minute thing but i was talking to everyone hey uh you know i could do this game i could do this game you know we could do something like uh if you've played persona we could do like a a a, a heist with a magical twist, you know, or I have this homebrew world I've been working on for years. I plan on bringing out, I could do an introduction to that. And everyone's like, I want to do your homebrew world. You, you're familiar with it and we get to have a first taste of it. Cool. So cool. So I did the adventure and I had a whole plan. Now I do very loose planning. I basically go like, mm. here's a bunch of threads to get us from A to B, B to C, C to D. I'm going to let you pick up however you want to get there. I'm not railroading you the whole, now I may do it for a little bit just because, you know, you want to get the plot moving, but then from there you're taking the reins. And I had a whole boss encounter planned where like they had to get this relic. And when they did, it would make the person holding it turn into this creature I created called the greed wolf. And it was the whole <laughs> thing. I had the whole description and everything. And then they managed to find a way. The players to never trigger anything that would actually cause that to work. Oh. Like they managed to do it to where they got it, got the stone without ever touching it, got it put away and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm just going to run with this because they could, they, like they could intone obviously that this, the stone they were looking for had some measure of power. They could probably process when we run into that, there may be a fight or something like something involving that. And they very clearly found a way to skip that. And it was in a way that was really narratively good. Like they used all the tools I gave them available. It's not like anyone. So it's okay. I'm gonna run with this. And then I tried towards the end to see if I could maybe 
punch it back in one way by creating a narrative moment, and they found a way to work around that. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna keep playing around what y'all are doing. Your and what I've told them, what I've said before is like, I'm not telling a story. I'm opening a book and narrating your story. Oh, you're the ones that's telling. Really it. lovely. It's, it's how I view it. Like you're the ones telling the story. I am giving you a, a sandbox to play in. You tell me what you're doing in it. And we'll go from there. And that's just how I've always been. Like, would it have been cool to have that fight? Sure. But now I have that fight in my back pocket and nobody knows the mechanics for if I bust it out later. Yeah, that's okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Because as I'm listening to the story, I'm like, oh, I would have just found a way to. Don't worry. I've, like, got the, I've got that. The stats yeah. written down that I'm You're just like, oh, okay. Future. Like, it's not. I'm it didn't happen that. now, but it it, it right. can happen. It can happen later. So I, exactly. I like your open mindedness. I like that you're very willing to just let the players because I that's something that I would struggle with. I would, you know, as people who listen to this podcast know, I spent <laughs> time working on this, and God damn it, you're gonna play it <laughs> the way I want you to. Right. The door is here, and you will go through it. Um, there so, is yes. something to be said for, like, it was like the the thing I had planned was such that like if you go back and listen, nothing sounds egregious. But I will say there is something to be said for people who their whole golden playing is looking for how things are supposed to go and saying how can I derail this train? Yeah, I don't. Uh, That's less fun. Don't yeah. misunderstand me. There's there is a line. There is nuance. You also don't want to be a player who's literally like, how can I ruin everything? You know, it's just it's the back and forth. Everybody should be having fun. The DM very much so included. And if you've been working on things, you should have a way to bring a resolution for sure. Right. It's like someone calling out uh, at, a, at an improv show, like something that's impossible to play or something like that. And they'll, you yeah. know, they, they get fun at being like, let me throw an impossible situation at you and do you deal with it? And you're like, well, that, I mean, that can be okay, but it's also sometimes, you know, like, you have to go along with the, uh, the, the format a little bit. So I, um, as part of my streaming, there's, uh, you know, if you go on Twitch, there's channel points. And as you're sitting in some, and I'm, you may well know, but just for anyone who doesn't go to Twitch, um, as you sit in anyone's chat who you're regularly watching or what have you, you accrue channel points for them. And the redemptions are often things like uh, if they have their own custom emotes, maybe you can use an emote uh, for the rest of the stream, even though you're not subscribed, or you can send a message even if it's in subscriber-only mode or if it's in emote-only mode, send words, or you can highlight your message to make it be seen, da 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 And then a lot of streamers will put stuff that's just kind of for fun. Maybe they have a stream deck and they'll have a funny button, and when you redeem something, you you know they'll push the button, whatever it may be. Well, I do voice stuff to <laughs> have since I was a kid. Um, and, you know, I do acting and uh, do community theater and what have you. So I've... Again, I moved in high school in Christmas day of my freshman year. I was a heavy set kid with long hair who did theater. Shockingly, I was not the single most popular kid at the school. I had time on my hands. 
So I you would have been very popular in my. I know. I was just thinking. It depends on the school. Listen, I had friends. I had friends. I'm not going to play like oh, I was just every day. No, 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 no. I had friends. But the point is, I you know I was you know I wasn't going to parties or rages or anything like that. So I had I picked up you know impressions, and I've always been able to sing, at least in my opinion. So on my chat. Uh, I have redemptions for I'll sing a song of your choice live. Um, I'll do an impression of your choice or I'll do a combination. Oh, Like I'll sing a song while doing an impression. Oh. Yeah, it's led to some fun moments. John Madden singing Despacito kind of thing. Uh, Got a lot of Gilbert Godfrey doing whatever because I actually went viral accidentally on TikTok doing a Gilbert Gottfried impersonation. Um, things like one. that. That's a good one to go fall back on. Everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. One day I was just, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, and it was the, po- <laughs> the point was how you said, you know, it's the, when I was saying, there will be people who come and they'll be like, well, do this is this. And I'll tell them like, man, I can't even do that voice. I, you gotta, you gotta work with me. Like if you give, <laughs> If you give me Reese Witherspoon, it's not going to sound right. It's just not. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I would love to be able to, but I can't. You're not like the uh, Richard Little, uh, you know, uh, I can do every single celebrity that's ever been born in the last 300 years. Exactly. Type of- you know, but Gilbert, if you give me Gilbert Gottfried, well, then I can turn around and I can easily do it because oh. for whatever reason, I've been able to do it from minute one. And the sad thing about that's the squinting. The squinting is important. It's key. It's key. I actually can't do the voice unless I squint. Unless you're squinting. It's part of it. (laughs) The funny thing about it is I never practiced that. One person just requested it one day and it just came out. And I was like, why am I able to do that? With no practice. That's actually kind of. It was in you all along. Why was I I so innately annoying? (laughs) He's very tiny and he's been inside you this whole time. Exactly. (laughs) If you've seen Men in Black when like the head opens up and there's (laughs) a tiny man inside, my head opens up and Gilbert Gottfried is in here actively. That's why he got up all night. It's his recording book. Exactly. Uh, the other one I get that others people say, do Nathan Lane. And I'm like, so you want me to just keep talking? Because all it is is getting more upset. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good one, too. He is so Never good. Never use in- your own money. I'm like, it's just me. It's just angrier me. You have a leg up on the, on the Nathan Lanes. <laughs> but can you do Kermit the Frog? Frog here. I want to thank Fozzie Bear for coming out and doing his jokes. It was a great attempt today, Fozzie, and thank you all. Good night. Yay! He's got the flapping arms and everything. Yeah, you got to again. You got to do this. It's part of it. If you don't, it's not legally a Kermit impression. <laughs> it's That's no C three PO from Shelley, though. I have to say, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to do that because it's going to be like when I tried to do some impression in front of Matt Mercer and then he was like I think he did Kermit the Frog he dropped he, right he into it like, yeah. and I was like oh I think that's I have to kind go. of cheating I have to go to a meeting now bye like, buddy, you, like, <laughs> and I love Matt don't misunderstand me I've actually had some personal conversation with him great dude that's kind of cheating. You get paid for that, man. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I wasn't like trying to take your job or anything. Right, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm just <laughs> it's, mentioning it. It's not it. An, an audition. I that's, was just like, you know, 
One of my TikToks I did though <laughs> was actually because like we I, I've messaged him before. We've talked. Like I said, great dude. Good dude. But what I did was the thing that went viral on TikTok is I was like, what if Gilbert Gottfried was cast as Alonzo Harris in Training Day, which is Denzel Washington's role. And so I'm not going to repeat the whole thing here, but his monologue at the end of Training Day, the iconic, like, um, I'm putting cases on all you and the whole thing going around. the <laughs> But I did the whole thing as Gilbert Gottfried. And then I got, I was like, it was funny. So then I was like, what if Omni-Man from Invincible was Gilbert Gottfried? And I did the whole thing at the end. He's like, yeah. is this what you're fighting for? And it's the whole thing. And then I kept going. And then it just, all of a sudden my phone, bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? And I have friends messaging me, hey, you're on my For You page? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my biggest one has like 800,000 views at this point. Sweet. One of the ones, there are two of the ones I did. I'm like, I'm a TTRPG fan. I did uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan doing uh, from Dimension 20, the whole thing of um, laws are just a series of threats in, by, imposed by the dominant uh, power in the land. And so I did that as Gilbert Gottfried. And then I did <laughs> Matt Mercer as, also as Gilbert Gottfried. Like, what if he was rolling? He's like, all right, you need to roll a 20. Rolling. Okay. How do you want to do this? <laughs> and, was, and, and so I sent it to him and he, he got a chuckle out of it, which was nice. But I made a note. I was like, when I sent it, I'm like, I want to be clear. <laughs> I am not trying to come for you because I'll lose. This is purely to give you a laugh. <laughs> so yeah. funny chuckle. But yeah, it's, I feel like eh, it's not an exactly a fair scenario. And how do we, no. so, so you mentioned a couple of times that you've done a bunch of stuff uh, for charity. Uh, mm -hmm. And now I want to figure out how do we, how do we harness the good of viral TikTok, TikTok, videos uh uh to you know to support you know, all the awesome causes that you're supporting um i've been working on it yeah uh, let me tell you it is cross-pollination is a thing mm. and it's hard um <laughs> the bees are fine with it but not so much yeah <laughs> exactly like like i've got i went viral on tiktok i've got like 7k followers there i've got Twitter, I've got like 1,700 and something followers as of now. Twitch, I've got like 700 something. Each of them has kind of grown independent of each other. Like there's right. been some crossover, but a lot of it has been trying to direct people from A to B just doesn't happen. And it's weird. Like people be like, you know, yeah, I like your stuff, but not enough to go on another website and see it. Okay, <laughs> but it's a website you use. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yep, I like you here. Okay, right that's here. okay. Sure, I guess. Question mark. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I've tried doing that, um, doing that idea. I, I've actually been looking into this next year. I really wanted to kick in the charity more because there's there's a couple uh, groups. I, it's not like I will only work with certain groups, but uh, the Black Trans Advocacy Coalition, very near and dear to my heart. The Trevor Project, very near and dear to my heart. Um, the Bail Project, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, there's just a couple of things. I try to use my platform because even not that it's some massive 200,000 person thing, but even with the numbers I said, I reach some people. Like on Twitter, yeah. I, I got 1,700 and something followers. And it's if you have a platform and you're not willing to say anything, 
why do you have it? Right. Yeah. And not that everyone has to speak on everything. Don't, we're not going to get into that whole thing. You get, there's a thing about being educated and so on and so forth. But <laughs> on things I do know and do care about, um, I, you know, I speak up I, I, because I, it matters to me. And so using it to raise money for important causes and things like that is something I really, really try to do. So this next year, I really wanted to kick it in. And actually, thank you for that, because the idea of having Gilbert Gottfried on TikTok pitch to donate at this link is yeah. It's a great, it's a great idea. I can't argue. I might do it. I might want to. I didn't think of it until now, but. (laughs) Yeah. Have a person. You could do like, like faux cameos from, but only from Gilbert Gottfried. Right. From only him. But but I can do other voices, but he's the only one I'm going to do. And then you can have, yes, people can, he could be like, like an NPC in your game and you can record a message. Oh, that's, that's absolutely happening. That's a 100%. Or, I, yes. I did mention my homebrew world. Uh, I plan on like at some point this year, I've already started getting some of the stuff I need, like some of the maps prepped and things like that. At some point this year, I want to launch an actual play of it, get some good folks together. Uh, but I want to get all my ducks in a row. Uh, hopefully I have a couple more things in the works to where maybe I grow a little bit to where I can better pitch to see about getting you know, sponsors, what have you. Um, but either way, the point is, uh, I do plan on launching that at some point this year. Yeah, he's going to be in there. It's, oh, nice. I'm almost legally required. I have to check, but I think contractually, I'm required to include him at some point. Yeah. And uh, for Gilbert to join your D&D game, right? That's part of the That's contract. the dream. He did see... The TikToks, and he commented laughing about it. No so, way. So I was like, as soon when I saw that, I was like, and we're good here. <laughs> For charity, you might get him to, to play in your game. For everything I've seen says he's a good guy and he's you know, he would be all about that. So maybe I would love to invite him to the table and I would absolutely get into a Godfried off with him. I got like just <laughs> just the two of us. Yelling at each other in increasing decibels until one backs down. That's it. That's that's the new tournament that <laughs> your kids are going to be playing in. It's was the that, new. It's the new. It's grappling. not a dance off. It's a Gil- Godfrey off. <laughs> and I'll tell you who else can do. And then I also got to see if I can get Taron Killam there because I know he can also do. And he Gilbert plays Godfrey. D&D. Oh my God, and he just does like play. So we can get table. just a table of Godfreys yes, of Godfreys. I don't know if, if people can listen to that for a while. I don't know. <laughs> it will be a 26-minute adventure. I would, that's, yeah. Because of everyone at the table giving up. But. That's how you raise the money for charity, where it's like, yeah. please donate so that we stop? stop this. Yes. As of now, it's a four-hour stream for, for yes. every X amount of money donated. We will, we will cut back time. Yes. I like it. There you go. You're going to raise lots of money. It's it like a negative it like telephone. That. Yeah, it's so good. So about your voice acting, how did you get involved with Dimension 20? Uh, I mean, I've been a longtime fan, longtime fan. Uh, first, like, with college humor before they ever even formed Dropout. Uh, I joke all the time that, you know, I was a big fan of Brennan. Like, the first time I ever saw him, he was doing a video of the champion of the basic. And I, there's a line I quote from there all the time, randomly, even when it has no relevance, because someone will be like, it's uh, Mike Trapp saying, 
I like milk chocolate more than dark chocolate. And Brennan going, of course you do. It has more sugar. And so <laughs> randomly someone will say, anything, like, of course you do. It has more sugar. It's just one of my go-to lines, um, but a fan from then. And then I found out about dropout and dimension 20. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. All these funny people playing. Uh, and I knew before ever watching it, like, it's going to be funny, but I was like, there's going to be some moments where they grab your heart and rip it straight out of your chest. Because something I've come to know from, like, I'm not sitting here pretending like I'm Dustin Hoffman, but I've been acting since middle school. I've studied it. Um, I know a little something about performance enough to know, like, one of the things that I've found to be true in life, comedy actors can absolutely nail serious drama. Oh, the yes. inverse is not necessarily true. Like it is rare to find someone who is drama focused who can nail comedic timing. But because comedy is about rhythm and connection and everything, you're able to channel that into emotion. Um, and so I knew it was going to be potent. And so I've been a longtime fan. Uh, and then uh, became friends with uh, a couple different people. And then ended up coming to know um, their creative director, Orion D. Black. They're wonderful. They've stopped into a few of my streams. Randomly one day was like, hey, record this. Or, I want you to read this. It was called Cule Theory. And it was a whole thing. And like, we became good. And then out of nowhere, one day randomly I get a message saying, Hey, um, you know, uh, we are in post in a certain project, but we got some voiceover work we need for it. Uh, do you be interested? That'll be starting in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I get to be part of one of the coolest things ever. Sure. Um, and originally the plan, so it was for a recent season. They had a uh, shriek week, which was DM'd by Gabe Hicks. Um, and originally it was going to be that there's a radio show that plays during this, the, the season, uh, five different times throughout it with two college, like shock jock radio hosts, Swamp Thing voiced by me. And then Wild Wolf Welfin. Originally I was going to be voiced by Brennan. And then there was some scheduling stuff, which funny enough, um, I ended up getting invited to a thing out in LA uh, that involved a couple of people in TTRPG stuff, a space and what have you, uh, like the week we would have recorded, went out there. I ended up meeting a couple of different people in school. Um, but that week when I got back, we were supposed to record. He ended up having to go out of town, his whole thing. And so we shifted. Gabe himself ended up ultimately being the one voicing Welfin. Um, and the cool thing about it is I didn't know when I first signed on that this project was going to involve Gabe. Mm. About two years ago, I submitted the first voiceover audition I ever did, like in a professional capacity, like actually took the time, had a demo ready and what have you, and also recorded like, this is the sheet with, here's the lines, here's the description of the character, so on and so forth. And it was for a project called Hidden Treasures. Yeah, Hidden Treasures, which is like a, a goblin-based like visual novel dating simulator, which was being run by gay picks. Ah. And I didn't, I end up coming close to one part, didn't end up getting it. You know, I asked for some feedback, what have you. And just talking back and forth, I was like, this guy is super genuine, super nice dude. He's really honest. I really like him. I want to support him in his endeavors, regardless of getting in on the project. Like 
I can just tell this good dude. We ended up becoming legit friends. We've had multiple conversations over the years. So then he also didn't know that Orion was coming to me for this. Oh. So when Orion came, I was like, hey, I got this dude. I don't know if you know him, uh, but I got this dude to do the voice. He apparently, he told Orion, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's going to freak when he finds out it's me. Just, you know, I know him. He's very energetic, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and when I ended up messaging him, I was like, Gabe, you son of a gun. He was like, I knew you were going to freak when you found out. <laughs> but it was just, it was so cool to me because, boom, this is my first real, like, professional of some note credit VO job. Like I've got some small video game stuff that's in the works that hasn't come out yet, but uh, yeah, it's, in, but it's minor projects, right, things like that. Out. But that's the first one that was like a of note thing. And it's with this same guy who's not just the first one I auditioned with, but who gave me so much encouragement. Like, Hey, this is really great. You're great at this. Da, da, da. That made me go like, okay, I'm going to keep giving it a shot. And feedback I would go back to for positive notes when I go, but like that, I ended up with him for it. It was like, okay, that's that's a nice little full circle. That that's great. I'm pretty darn happy about. <laughs> I love how life works out some way. Yeah. We we're like, you know, yeah. we met on a corner and we had a great conversation about uh, auditioning for this thing, and then like ten years later, you're in the project or something. Like right. That. Like there is, it's a weird serendipity type of stuff that happens in a tight-knit community like like you know like like D is as well as right. uh, the entertainment business it's so it's so fun though see i'm glad you're uh, you know uh, getting into some video game stuff i can't wait <laughs> to see all of it hear yeah, all no, of it really uh, i yeah it's i put up my demo and then got asked to audition to a couple projects and like like the excuse me via email like hey we saw your stuff we'll audition for this and you just you know it's i'm not gonna act like i'm gonna be you know to to say it, Mercer, uh, I'm not going to be him tomorrow by any means or ever at the rate we're going since he has seven jillion projects that he's done. But um, but no, it's it's fun. And, you know, I've told people it's like, is VO going to be my life? No, not necessarily. Is, you know, TTRPGs and streaming going to be my life? No, not necessarily. But you know what? I'm enjoying it. It's something I want to try and pursue. I'm in my 30s. Life ain't over yet. Like, uh, there is no reason why I got to be like, well, I'm in my early 30s. I got kids, so I got to pack all this up and, you know, give it up. No, let's have fun with it. And I get to see my voices and things. And I get to do this stuff for fun. And you know what? If it ends up being my future, awesome. And if it doesn't, I still got to do this. That's yeah, great- it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I know you're going to say it's a great attitude great how was it that's what i was gonna say (laughs) i agree and also it's you're in a world where all of those things not just intersect but they kind of feed on each other and grow within them like there's so many opportunities once you be you know you're known as a streamer and like you know then you get invited into somebody else's stream because the dnd community is so like you know Oh yeah, close and tight. And like, I, I admire your work, and I want to help promote your work. And now I'm going to bring you into this game, and then that leads to another opportunity, and everything. You're you're in it, Josh. You're right. just you're in it now. So well, I I don't have a choice. Like, <laughs> nope. I'm here. You are I'm in stuck. the web. You That's are. The fact. No, uh, I just That's you a- know. I'm I, sorry. I was just going to say about you know you just said you're in it. I mean, there are a lot of people who are creative 
forces and don't even realize, you know, you can be in completely other jobs and industries, but there's something about needing to do, uh, whether it is voiceovers or writing or creating or making, you know, even just being a dungeon master in some ways has that calling to it where you're like, I need to make something in order to feel like a human. And I, I encourage that. I mean, there's something about that old school idea of like, once you turn 30, you got to be an adult now. And I'm like that, I think finally here. And the one good thing about 2022 is that I feel like that is, that is kind of put aside, right? People People are like, you can embrace play and enjoy it and embrace the creativity in your life. And uh, there's somewhere out there, there's some outlet, whether it's TikTok or, or D and D or voiceovers or anything that will be there to see what you're doing. And that's, I think that's why I ended up, like I mentioned, like, that's how I came into streaming. It's like creating something in it, in its own kind of way where like, yeah. I'm, you know, and me voicing the characters as I go and giving my own spin on everyone's personality. And then me being like, let me take this game to play by this set of rules. And it, it's all kind of like, that's, and then once I realized like, oh, people do this online, I could too. I've done it for a long time. I've loved it. And I, you know, it all kind of feeds into itself. Like you said, yeah. it's just one of those things where I realized like, I, I just because I'm a little older, it doesn't mean I have to no longer do things. You know, it's that simple. And it's just a case of I can, if anything, come at things with a different set of eyes. Now, I'm also the first person to say like, my favorite thing is when I'm playing with someone who is totally brand new because of the fact that much the same, they're going to view everything with an unvarnished lens and they will, I've played with new players who have said, I want to try this. And I just go, I've literally never thought about that before. Yeah. Let's do it (laughs) because they are not weighed down by any preconceived notions. Whereas I'm not saying I'm weighed down by FACO, but, <laughs> but as a result, I'm not really overthinking the armor class system now because I know it could be worse. Like <laughs> once you're used to a certain level of clunkiness, when it gets less clunky, you're just like, Oh, this is great. How does it get better? And no, it can. Uh, but you know, there's just, there's different ideas. There's different things. So, you know, it's one of those things that it's just, I um, yeah. I just love the 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 opportunities to do new things. Yeah. Uh, and if I get to keep doing it, I, I just I hope to keep having the chance to do new and fun things that are you know with and meet cool new people. And that's the other thing about it that not like y'all are wonderful. You're super fun to talk to, just instantly inviting and warm. And it's one thing that like. Anytime I meet new people in the space, I swear to God, that are that have stuck around. And part of it is how you said it's yeah. a very tight-knit group because you know, and so many people, you know, people tend to know each other. It's not this it's not exactly the hugest community. So as a result, like people are sticking around for a reason. It's they're good people. Yeah. If they're not, everyone's gonna know pretty fast. So you end up finding out pretty fast, like, oh, okay, people are cool and they're good and they're nice. And yeah. they, they want you to be a part of things and they want you to be successful. And yeah. it's, it's really nice. And it is, it's, I, I don't want to say strange, but it is like, this is, it's a, no, crea- it it's a creative world with a lot of creative people. 
And in other, like, Greg and I were both, you know, theater majors. We've come, I, we didn't have that camaraderie in our uh, college. No. Where, like, we were like, hey, I think you're super talented and I want to show the world how great your work is. No, we wanted to like stuff you, lock you in a room so you'd miss your audition and then I would have a better chance of getting that role. But right. like, I feel like our, like the, the TRPG community is not like that. Like no, they really definitely. seem like genuine fans of each other. And now, you know, like I, okay, I'm working on this book and I'm gonna, I want 11 content whose work I admire to come work on this project with me and like and then it you know it spawns from there and then you get all these other opportunities I think it's really unique in that way and the only thing I can credit it to is because that's how you play D&D you're you know yeah. it has to like it doesn't come back to that fact that like we're all just used to playing with each other like this like of course I've got a role and you have a role and sometimes I like you said earlier like you kind of have to set it up and let the other person take the win, but like you're there for the assist and it doesn't matter because it's all for the common good. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing is like in theater, there is, there's obviously ensemble shows, but by and large, there is a main character. Yes. There is a winning. If you get that part, you won, unless for whatever reason, you know, you love the song or the whatever of this character, but you get what I'm saying. There yeah, is yeah. a win-loss scenario. Whereas in here, it's like, if you get to be part of a thing, you got to be part of the thing and it's great. And you're going to have fun with the group. And maybe you're going to have the more focus today. Maybe you're going to, and especially if it's longer running, Essentially, everyone's going to have focus at some point. You look at any long-running campaign, and you're not really going to say that's the main character. You're going to say that's the group. You may remember moments, but the, it's you don't have a main character. It's collaborative, and so that's kind a really of exactly. Good point. Yeah, you're right. Because even in an ensemble, uh, there's usually a standout or two, right? Yeah. Like, but right in, in in this, you're really it is very rare that people are like, oh, I only like this one character from my favorite group. It's like, no, I love the entire group. You love the group, yeah. Yeah. You know, to go into some popular, like critical role, like sure, people will say, oh, I love Grog, but they're not going to be like, Grog's the main character. Right, yeah. right. It's That's like not being, uh, how it works. I love Percy. He was awesome. Percy's not the main character. You know, Caduceus. Doesn't matter who you pick. Granted, some of the ones I picked. If you get to play long enough to be main character, but not here, not there. Uh, uh, but no, but more. But like jokes aside, it's you know, there's not a main character of that. Go to Dimension Twenty, and they're wonderful. And there's character now. One thing I do know because I know a bit about how they go about things because I'm very close to someone who actually got to be part of a series. Um, is like that. Like, do you want to be? a bit more forward facing, a bit more of a serious character. Do you want to be kind of more of a relief and a support character? But even then it's asking, what do you yeah. want from this adventure? And it doesn't mean you won't get moments. Um, and that can shift and change in each episode or each session as well, bam. right? Right. Like recently they had the seven and just based on the fact that uh, Reka Shankar was in it and she played Katya, whose entire personality could be best summed up as horse. Uh, like, that's it. She's just, she was the horse girl. That yeah. is the, there's never going to be a better way to describe her other than she was the horse girl and she loved horses. Until later on in the series where you suddenly discover 
she's got parent issues and mm. this whole situation with the loss of her mom and with her dad. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm really sad about the horse girl. <laughs> and you still have moments, yeah. but, but she's still the horse girl. Like that's still who she is. So is she the main character? No, not at all. But I'm always going to remember her. It's just in a different way, in a different part of the dynamic. You could say a character, like if anyone challenges me and says like in the seven, like this character is the lead. Really? What about this, 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 this? No, it's it's yeah. a collaborative thing. And you don't, even like at its most apex, you could argue someone does more than something than the average in a campaign. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a bit of a sports nerd. Even if the best approximation based on the size of the team would be basketball. Yeah. You know, five people on the squad at a time going. Yeah, you may have one guy who's kind of the star player, but I'll tell you right now, if you don't have four other good players, you ain't getting anywhere. Right. Exactly. Right. Like Exactly. And that's true of all, of all TRPG stuff, right? Absolutely. It's just... And where it should be, anyway, for, for most players and DMs to, to think about uh, here. And it is, re- again, <laughs> the reason why the guy know, right? That's why the community is the way it is, I think, is because it comes from that tenant of lifting everybody up around mm. you. Um, you know, so I love that you're doing that uh, in all of your many activities uh, that you are doing. I love that you're able to kind of highlight all of that. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, and if people want to find out more about all the stuff that you're, you're doing, uh, Josh, what, what's the best place to point them? Um, so realistically, probably Twitter. That's the platform I'm most active on as far as social media. Twitter.com slash GD stands for Game Dad. So A-N-O-R-I-A-N-D-G-D. Um, and you can also find me on Twitch. I stream generally four times a week, barring any shift, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and that's just twitch.tv slash I would have Anorient on Twitter, but it's held by some account that lives in France that hasn't done anything for quite literally a decade. You're not, you're not bitter about it at all. I'm not mad. Uh, who's mad? Mad? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm going to France. <laughs> Why? No reason. We're going to find... I've even considered... Here's the <laughs> thing. It doesn't even have any posts because I've thought before, like, if I report this account, <laughs> there'll be no happen? one to defend it. But they don't even have any post report. So, okay. I'm not... I'm going to I'm gonna put I, away my I stick. feel like that was a little bit of Newman from Seinfeld just now. It was a little bit. It was a little I definitely bit. got some Newman action. It was a little bit. I'm Here, gonna I'm going to be honest. It's a, it's kind of my it's kind of my villain origin story. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. It just keeps coming. Yep. Uh, well, um, it's been great yeah. talking to you. I feel like uh, you are a bundle of energy, and I think yes. anybody who loves. Uh, you know, going along for the ride should uh, pay attention to the Twitch streams that you're doing. I can't wait to to see some of your speed runs. That seems fun. Yeah, awesome. I think we're going to see a lot more of you as well. I just have a feeling. That's my prediction for 2022. Wow. Yeah, putting it out there. I, putting it out there. Hot take. I right now. hope so. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm just. It's just uh, a I would feeling. hope so, but it's just thank a feeling. You. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. 2022 has got some good energy, I think. I think so. I, I specifically, if I may, before we go, I will, uh, one of the things I said when I was leaving 2021, I was like, you know, 2021, there was a lot of, for everyone, it was pain, uh, a lot of adjustment, a lot of growth. Uh, for 2022, I am not playing to win. 
I am looking to run up the score on the year. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to win by 50. So that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking. I'm trying to blow out win and really, really push. So that'd be my hope. We'll see. Yeah. DJ Khaled, all you do is win. <laughs> see, you don't know this. <laughs> a running joke that a lot of my friends, now granted, not with the hair, but they put my face right next to DJ Khaled's face. Mm-hmm. And they say I have a oh, lot of visual similarities. I see that So now. it's a bit of a running joke that you happen to bring him up. Oh, that's really... I, you, you can't, you can't unsee it now. Maybe it was on purpose, I might say. <laughs> we the best! I'm sorry if I get DMCA. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I gotta get... If the, if the stream randomly cuts out, it's my fault. It's your fault. It's my we'll fault. blame you. And we'll blame you for all the awesomeness that's going to happen in 2022 because you're kicking yeah. off our interviews in yeah, this new one. year. So thanks for that. I, listen, the, when I found out, like, yeah, you're number one coming back. Oh, okay. Cool. You're number oh, one. I hope I have enough to talk about. And then I didn't shut up. So <laughs> well, that's, that's what how coffee, we like our guests. Yeah. Coffee and lack of uh, and lack of kids around. That's what that'll, that'll do you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my nickname is HBO because I don't take commercial interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for us older crowd out there. Yes, it is. Okay, see, kid, there used to be this thing called commercial. There used to be this thing called cable. Television. Yeah. Okay, you had a remote. You had 99 channels. There used to be this thing called home box office, <clears throat> which now. We, we had a clicker. Say, we actually had like a physical clicker that was ooh, wired nice. to the. To the uh, had to the, the UHF VHF yeah. dials on the there you go yeah that's how you know, I watched yeah. HBO because we stuff. didn't pay for it we did not pay for HBO but I was able to get it kind of good slice it you gotta get the get the get the antenna yeah get it just right I got you exactly exactly nice all right well awesome thanks so all much right. Josh you are the best appreciate it you guys have a wonderful one thank Yay. you me too wow I am pumped Ooh. up. I am full of Gilbert Godfried, Godfried <laughs> impressions and uh, Newman. And I, I do above. really kind of love the idea of a table of Gilbert Godfrieds. Me too. For like two and a half minutes. But I love the idea of it. <laughs> That's why you got to donate and get that number down. I will absolutely do it. But uh, it's the best. yeah. Yeah, Josh is great. What a great guy. Go check out Anoriand uh, on all of his channels and on the Twitters. Uh, great person. And he's, you know, lifting everybody up, up around him, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, I well. think we should tell everyone, if you're going to be into the D&Ds, you should follow us on Twitter, right? Wizards yeah. underscore D&D is where you can find out a lot of the news and announcements that we have got planned for this year which is a lot. Yep. And uh, sign up for the D&D newsletter. Uh, you can do all that fun stuff through uh, our show notes down here at the bottom. And mm-hmm. I think you should come follow me. I'm at Greg Tito uh, and Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm Shelly Moo on both Twitter and Instagram. I need to find the person who's Greg Tito without the underscore on Absolutely. Instagram. Uh, just like Anoria needs to go to France, uh, that's what I need to do. Well, hopefully, you you can do this locally. But yeah, who who are you, other Greg Tito? Maybe it's a fan account. Oh, it could be because I did I did create an Instagram account fairly late in my in my life. So maybe it is. Maybe it's a fan. Well, account. I haven't, I I haven't looked into it in forever. Are there? I mean, how many? Certainly, you've Googled Greg Tito. Like, are there? Who is? Who are the other Greg Titos? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't 
want to be weird about it, but pretty much I'm the only person who comes up when I do that. Is that true? It's either that or, and this is when you go pages back, it is a wrestling match, I think in WrestleMania 1 or 2, between Greg Valentine and Tito Santana. That comes up when you you do Greg Tito. Well, then, are you sure you didn't start an Instagram account a long time ago and forget the password? Like, maybe it's you. Maybe all of your spy sleuthing would lead you back to Greg Tito. Maybe I'm a doppelganger of myself. (laughs) Speaking of. Yes, what is Drunky Two Shoes going to do? There is a lot happening in this I was just thinking about this. I think we've been in the basement of the Garrulous Grocer for about four months, it feels like. So it's time for a change of pace. And you had recently, Drunky had recently uh, created a minor illusion that looked like a fire. Yep. And uh, the halflings that were kind of cowering away from the melee fight between the Harpers, uh, of which Drunky and Daryl and Samson are part, and the doppelgangers... uh, has uh, got you know the, the the halflings have gotten out safely. Uh, two guards have recently come to talk to you uh, after the alarm was raised. One of them detects as a doppelganger uh, and appears human as a male human, and the other one is a male tiefling, and he does not detect as a doppelganger to you. Uh, but he is the one who's kind of taken charge and has been pushing the halflings up the ladder. And right now, uh, we will take there. They're kind of struggling up there, and you see, you know, a couple of small pieces of dirt and lint fall off of them uh, as they're going up the ladder. And then suddenly, you're left with this uh, image of a of a fire going, um, and it's just you, Daryl, Samson, two doppelgangers that were in a fight with you, and then the two guards. And okay. you're kind of at like a, a standoff here as you're trying to understand, okay, who's going to go up the ladder first? What's going to happen next? What do you do, Shelley? I, uh, Drunky goes and stands up on the ladder. She pounces like a graceful kitty. <laughs> and is holding the ladder. Yeah. And then she says to uh, the two doppelgangers that she was fighting with and the other guy, do you want to tell me what's really going on here? Um, she looks very intimidating. And the tiefling guard says, yes, I would like to know what's going on as well. These are doppelgangers! You've said that. How can I... They they appear to be, uh, you know, humans, uh, humanoids here. In fact, they don't appear to be like that at all, says the tiefling. Okay. Drunky says, I know things. And she pats her very little chest. I know things. What do you know? I know they're doppelgangers. How do you know this? I have a gift. A gift hmm? from um, a magical Drunky. gift? Is that what you're trying to insinuate here? I didn't say that, but I have a gift of the ha- knowing. I know things. And Drunky looks at Samson and um, Daryl and says, "Who? what was the name of that woman that hired us? What, what, what the heck was her name? <clears throat> Samson clears his throat. <clears throat> Laryl Silverhand. Laryl Silverhand. The lord of this city. Yes, uh, she has uh, put us in charge of rounding up the doppelgangers. And seeing as though there's three of you here, you're going to have to come with us. Yep. Let's uh, go. The doppelganger guard that's with the tiefling says, this is ridiculous. How dare you uh, accuse us of such thing? You don't have any gift. You're a shyster and a, and a crook. We're taking you in. And the tiefling uh, says, I, I mean, I've known this man my entire life. What you're yeah. telling me. 
doesn't make any sense. It doesn't figure with my experience. You need to provide some more proof here. I don't care. You can't just say the name of Laurel Silverhand and expect me to, to kowtow to your whims. Okay. Then I will have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. And he draws his sword. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That was a joke, man. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm taking you in. Uh, and he, he grabs your paws and uh, wants to put you in manacles. When he grabs my paws, can a ray of frost come out at him? If you want to attack him, yeah, sure. I have to. I have no choice. Okay. So you're on the ladder. You're kind of doing this thing, and then he tries to grab your, your hands while you're on the ladder, and you try to attack him. So it's initiative back to that. Oh, God damn it. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got a 12 initiative. What do you got? I can't roll for some reason. Oh, let me just use my, uh, an, uh, an eight. I mean, a 10, sorry. 10 total? 10 total. All right, so he's going to go first, and he, he uh, takes your hands and uh, uh, puts it in manacles. All right, now walk up this ladder, he says, and we'll pick it up there. If you can do your, try to do your action, but you are manacled. I'm going to fall limp like a kid at Target having a tantrum. Okay. <laughs> and then you fall off the <laughs> I am. <laughs> like a limp cat who doesn't want to be picked up. Yes. Like, have you ever... I, I once tried to put my cat on a leash, and she, like, fell over. Like, she was under the weight of a 1,000 pounds, and she wouldn't get up. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing here. All right. Well, we'll pick it up next time, trying to figure out what happens to that. Okay. I like a limp cat. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 